0: It's time for JT the Brick.
1: I love my job. I love the opportunity that I can come in here and talk to the Raider Nation. Talk to JT. As we are rolling on on the biggest topic in the NFL, this is nothing to dive into and look crazy about. Have we lost our belief in mind? Look, the elephant in the room is the majority of our audience are Raider fans, and they would like the Raiders to win now. They don't want to rebuild, they don't care about two or three years. The last 20 plus years have been hard, and they're sick of it. Excuses die, the record stands. JT the Brick. Are you kidding me? It's an absolute free-for-all with the Raiders on national radio debate shows. Everybody now is throwing blank up against the wall. No, no, no. Who are you listening to? Who's putting this in your head? But what happens next is what should this team do that's responsible, not reckless, makes sense, and can kind of thread the needle and get this team back to greatness. Are you with me on that? Put some respect on JT the Brick's name. And now, sound off like you got a pair. Here's JT the Brick. Welcome into Raider Nation Radio. 9 20 a.m. Happy 4th of July coming up tomorrow. You might have hit the road. You want to be on the road. Have a great holiday. If you're staying here in Vegas, that was your choice. Hopefully it's a good choice with the heat that we've been having here. Hopefully you can cool off, have a good time. Our monologues brought to you by PTs, the best happy hour in town. Head to PTs tonight before the 4th of July. Bring some people in your neighborhood to any of the 64 locations plus now in the valley there cool off with a couple of beverages have a good time there's always sports on there's always entertainment pts they fuel the monologue proud partner of our show so what bobby and i decided to do is we're going to do a best of show today it's going to have some live elements we're going to play some interviews we're going to continue going on here doug marsh uh, doug who does a great job is going to be in for me coming up i'm excited about that for the next show on july 5th and then we'll be back on july 6th and if I think I've been kind of teasing ahead a little bit on this. We're going to do a best of uh, this show from noon to two. We're going to do the greatest Raider team of all time. We're going to have fun in July leading up to training camp to try to build the all-time Raider team. Not a lot of rules, very loose. We're going to nominate a couple of players at each position. We're going to whittle it down with some calls, some votes, some opinions. And then we're going to put together the Raiders all-time team just for radio. This isn't a Raider event here. The Raiders... uh, The Raiders do it their way. Here on the radio, I follow their lead, and we're going to have some fun and do what we want to do for a little summer programming. So that'll come up when I come back right after the 4th of July on the 6th. I'm back on the air here, and we're either going to start on the offensive line or the defensive line as we're putting the final pieces to the puzzle together as we figure out the greatest Raider team of all time. Offensive line, obviously, left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle. We're going to go with... Three tight ends. Bobby and I wanted to go with two. We're going to go with three. But now they have three, and teams do have three tight ends now. Back in the day, they had two. And we're going to go with three because of the modern era. So we want to be able to uh, fit in a modern player with the great Raider legend teams of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. A wide receiver, we're going to cap it at four. I think wide receiver is going to be really difficult. Four wide receivers on the all-time Raider team at that position. That's harder than you think. There are some wide receivers that you might not be perfectly familiar with who definitely deserve to be on that list, including our first guest that we're going to get to. On the defensive side, I think the defense is probably going to be a little bit easier, believe it or not, than the offense. Defensive line, uh, edge rushers, defensive tackles. Okay, so for edge rushers, we're going to go with four. So obviously, Howie Long's going to be on that list, but who are the other guys in the interior pass rushers that you believe should be on this team? We're going to go with four linebackers, which I think is generous, right? Four linebackers there. You could play with three. Some teams play with hybrids, but we look back at Raider history. Bobby and I decided to go with four there. And then when it goes to the cornerback position, comes to corners, we're going to do three. We're going to do three corners, and we're going to do three safeties. So that will give us enough here. Two starting corners, the all-time greatest Raiders, but we have to go a little bit farther out on that three. Man, I got an honorable mention already. And then the safeties, will also go three of the greatest of all time. Harder than you think because the Raiders had some really damn good safeties over the year. We'll go with two kickers, uh, three punters, because that that would be a category that would make sense. It would be Ray Guy and Shane Leckler. We want to put another punter in on that list, so we're going to be able to do that. And then coach, we decided to do the coach, who's the greatest Raider coach of all time. Harder than you think. There's been some really good coaches on this team. Uh, two Hall of Famers that are obvious, but we'll dive into that. So that will be some work we do when we come back and get rolling here. We're coming off this early part of the summer. You know, I grew up in New York. Summer was Memorial Day to Labor Day. Now it's weird out west. My son goes back to school In early August, some kids go back to school August 7th or 8th, whatever, gross. I mean, I know it happens. I can't believe it. These kids don't get the whole month of August off, but they get off early. So when I think of the summer, this summer, I'm always going to look back on the Golden Knights and the Vegas Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup, and what a kickoff that has been for our summer. Wherever I've been since, I went to Maui, uh, to San Diego trip, everything I'm about to do here, it's all about the Golden Knights. Everybody asking me what it was like to be at the Fortress for the Vegas Golden Knights winning. Maybe you brought some great, unbelievable memorabilia. Hopefully you got some pucks, some hats, some jersey signed. All of that, which is exceptional here. And they'll roll out more and more of that. As Kerry Bullbolts told us a couple of weeks ago, preseason starts really early. Really early because they played and won the cup. And it turns around the short offseason. But I think we'd all appreciate that. What I want to do is I want to start off uh, this hour here with our Best of Show with a guy that you know I consider my second dad. I only have one dad. My dad is in New York right now in New Paltz, New York, and I talk to him today. I talk to Fred Bolitnikoff every day. We mix in a phone call or two every day just to touch base. I like to hear his voice, he likes to hear me blow eight, and we have some good time. So this was leading up into Freddie's golf tournament, but we were able to talk about not only golf and his foundation, but his career and his life. Ladies and gentlemen, the best of the great Fred Bolitnikoff. Whenever I get a chance to talk to Fred Bolitnikoff, as you know, it's a priority for you, also myself, all of our families, one of the greatest players of all time, and he's getting ready for the golf tournament, which is in Vegas after all the success they've had in the Bay Area, the Bolitnikoff Golf Invitational, April 24th at Canyon Gate Country Club, right here in beautiful Las Vegas. Freddie, how does that sound? That sounds good to me. Let's get out in the sun and play some golf. No mulligans.
0: No (laughs) mulligans and put everything out.
1: Well, Let's get to this right out of the gate. It, okay. When the great when the great Willie Brown was alive, Willie would come into your tournament and the others, and everybody would go, oh, my God, it's over. I can't win these long-term Raider golf tournaments, not just yours, years in the day. Willie and Cliff would come in all dapper and dressed up, and everybody said, those are the guys we got to beat?
0: You know what? The one thing about those two guys, they were consistent every time they came to our tournament. <laughs> All right? Every time you could tell, you could say, okay, they're going to be within two strokes of this number, and they were within two strokes of that number. Believe me. Believe oh, me. I'll tell is... you what, those two are unbelievable. You always had to keep both eyes on them, not just one eye, both <laughs> eyes on them.
1: Fred Belitnikoff joins us. Hey, uh, how cool is it when you call Steve Largent and Charlie Joyner in the past and James Lofton and Angela calls him, you call him and say, here's the dates. We'd like you to come, and they're the, they're always the first guys who come right back and confirm all these legendary Hall of Fame wide receivers.
0: Oh, it's it's unbelievable. You know, we have such a. You know what? I, I really appreciate you know because, uh, of course, you know, being a wide receiver, I I really try to get a lot of guys that are that were wide receivers and are wide receivers it, to come to the tournament because that that is always my priority. But to have those guys. Uh, show up every year and and be part of our foundation, be part of our tournament. It was the golf, the crab feed, whatever. Uh, it re- it really amazes me, and it really, it really helps us out, number one. But it's just because, you know, our friendship has gone on for years and years, and I have so much respect for those guys, for all the guys that come to our tournament. I, I just have a ton of respect for them. And the greatest thing to be able to do is they're all good guys. You know, and that's what we've always worked on. And these guys are all first class. I mean, they're just first class guys. It's amazing. Amazing that we're able to put something like that together and have that type of guys. in in And, you know, socializing with groups, playing with groups, just being around and talking to people. Uh, they're very good and they've done a great, great job and really helped us out for a lot of years.
1: Yeah, and, and Rich Gannon's been coming around the last couple of years more and more. He's pretty consistent, and Rich takes it seriously, and he's great, and he interacts with the fans. And Rich has been a nice addition over the years to come to this tournament because he really enjoys it, especially connecting with his teammates from his era, but the players from your era, and it's a really nice mix.
0: Oh, yeah, to have Rich, I mean, to have Rich come in, it's a, it's a big boost for our tournament. It really is. You know, with his schedule and traveling and doing the broadcasting and everything and what he has to do you know, with football, uh, on a radio, on TV, whatever, you know, for him to be able to take the time and be part of our tournament every year is just fantastic for us. I mean, we love having him. And, you know, I spent a lot of years when I was coaching, you know, around Rich and saw how he operated and what kind of guy he was and how dedicated he was and how competitive he was. Uh, it's just super. And we love having him, and we, we love every year. When he's able to make it, it really gives us a big boost.
1: Fred Bolitnikoff joins us, the Hall of Famer. So let's talk Raider football. I haven't talked to you since Jimmy Garoppolo was named the starter. I like the move. I mean, I, I got to see what he can do, but he's won two Super Bowls as a backup. He's had playing opportunities. He wins over 70% of the time. You watch a lot of football, and we talked about what he can do in the red zone. And I really think, Fred, that's what the Raiders have to clean up now and you know, Derek had a great career here with the Raiders, but when it comes to Garoppolo now, talk about what you'd like to see better in the red zone here in the efficiency because Raiders got to put up a lot of points until they fix this defense, and I think Garoppolo could really be an upgrade in the red zone and helping Devontae and Hunter and Jacoby Myers and all these other players get open and make some quick decisions.
0: Well, you know something? I mean, you really have to break down the field, and, you know, for years, the years I played and even, even coached, you know, that was a big priority for us, to be down in the red zone, moving it from the 20, if you start at the 25, 20, 10, 15, all the way down. And you have to work so hard down there from the standpoint that you got to make sure that your players are used to being in that part of the field. It's shortened down a lot. Uh, they have to be able to run quicker routes, get open quicker, come up with catches, and a lot of times contested catches, so you got to battle for the ball a lot. But you really got to be disciplined down in that area. And, you know, having somebody like Jimmy being down in an area which he's very good at, you know, and now you just got to have the rest of the team just as good as him down there and really, really use the field. You know, I mean, you're using the field more laterally mm-hmm. than anything unless you start, like, at the 25, you got a little shot to the end zone. But everybody has to be quicker, faster, and know and have the feeling you know, it's like years ago, we used to do so much work uh, just just working in the end zone. You yeah. know, that was one of the priorities that, you know, you get your guys working in the end zone. You know, so if you're at practice, you run your all your routes where you're ending up in the end zone, and you get the feel of the end line, you get the feel of the sideline, the back corner of the end zones, uh, you know, right, right on the goal line, so you have a good feel that when you're down there, you know, it's not foreign to you. You know, you know yeah. how to hack down there. You know how to perform down there. And you know what it takes to be. It's a different game down there.
1: Hall of Famer Fred Bolitnikoff. So I want to stay on that. We've talked about this privately a bunch. You, You really enjoyed that and took pride with that in extra work after practice and working in the red zone, especially with your toe tapping. And you mentioned battling for the ball. And I see so many highlights of you on NFL Films where you were in the corner of the end zone. You were going up against Kansas City or other teams, and you were battling at the point, the height of your jump. To grab that ball, secure it, and then get your feet down in the end zone, let alone doing it at midfield. And the extra work that you did with Daryl LaMonica, Kenny Stabler. Talk about that, Fred, because you're really making a strong point to these younger Raider fans on how much work has to be put in for red zone production.
0: Oh, you you, you know something? The, the thing about it is, you know, you have to know how to work in that end zone, you know? And the great thing, the advantage for me was. Once we got to that twenty, twenty-five, twenty-five, twenty-yard line, you know, forget about the speed. Now you're into the quickness, and who wants the ball more? That's all it becomes. And with me not having a great speed, you know, it that that part of the game came in better for me because you know I did have good, I did have good quickness. I did compete for the ball, and I knew how to how to how, I knew how to act in the end zone. Let me put it that way. I knew how to perform in the end zone. And the awareness you have to have down there when you get in there, is, is, it just has to be second nature to you. You know, we always worked, uh, even like when I was coaching, part of my drills were, hey, listen, we're all going down there. If it's a five yard line, I want you guys catching balls in the end zone,
1: mm-hmm. on the
0: end line, in the corners, down by, you know, right off the goal line, uh, stay in on the sideline, and know that you don't have that much room to work you know, downfield horizontally, you know, you gotta make sure that that you you are quick enough and good footwork enough and you gotta compete. You know, it's just that you just have to want it more than the other guy.
1: Fred Bolitnikov joins us. That's one of the things I'm really excited about with Garoppolo with his ability to look off safeties and twitch and pump fake, kinda like Rich did. And his prime down there. And the ball comes out quicker to guys who are wide open. You built a good relationship with the guys when you come in, such as Hunter. And you've talked to Devontae. Now Jacoby Myers comes in. I think this is a tremendous asset because of his size. He can play the slot. He can play opposite of Devontae. And, Freddie, and as we say, this offense runs through Devontae. When it's a critical pass, let him go get the 50-50 ball. Get him at short. Get him at the line of scrimmage. And last year we saw that Devontae could get behind the safeties and make a bunch of big plays.
0: Well, that you know, that's the thing. You know, when when you get those guys like Devontae, you have Myers now. You have Renfro. They all have that great quickness. They all they all have that. Uh, they all have that sense of wanting to compete down there and score and and catch the ball and take the ball away because you know you get down there and uh, you know things open up and they are open up right now and they can close up that quick. You know, so when you had guys like Rich Gannon and Kenny and and uh, Daryl years ago and now with Jimmy, you know. They know how to get the ball in there quick, and you got to be alert. You got to be ready for it. But that that group of receivers, uh, you know, they're built. They're built for the red zone. Yeah, and know. that's the one thing I like about it because they know how to compete. They know how to run routes. They have good footwork. Uh, they know how quick the ball comes out. I mean, you don't have a chance to monkey around uh, because the ball might hit you in the helmet or fly right by you. So you have to really be alert enough to know that. It's all quickness. It's all quickness and reaction.
1: Fred Bolidnikoff, as we wrap it up, we'll continue to talk about the golf tournament coming up and how you can play with Freddie and everyone else out there. So I wanted to discuss the draft for you because when you were established as a Raider and you came in and you know, you're know you playing there in Super Bowl two and you win this MVP of Super Bowl eleven, there were a lot of great players drafted behind you, but there wasn't immense turnover. Players played with one team. They played longer with one team, and now... You've seen all the turnover with the Raiders as Dave Ziggler's trying to change this up a bit. Got guys on one year contracts. What was it like for you as you were established with the Raiders, your third or fourth year, and all of a sudden these epic draft classes are coming in behind you. Guys are fighting to the death to make the team, and you're building the team and continuing the success with new pro bowlers and a couple of future Hall of Famers.
0: Well, you have you have to know one thing, you know, once you're there on a team you're established, that's your job. And if you want to give it up, then you don't work to get better, mm-hmm. and the more you, you the the more time you spend in football the years, the better you get the better, but you have to stay on top of it each and every year you know when uh when we were when we were you know established, sort of say, you know we didn't worry about the draft, you know we didn't worry about who they brought in it was the fact that you know that guy's not taking my job, I don't care who it is. You know, you got to go a long way to take my job, and everybody had that attitude, and so that's why we were really able to establish guys. If somebody wasn't able to play that game, the next guy up, he was he was he can come in there and he can help carry the team for a game or two, or a quarter, or a half, whatever you might need from him. But but that was the the great thing about it is that that was your job, you know, and that's that's what you had, that's what you were proud of that I'm the starter and that guy really has to work hard in order to take your job. And you never let that make you complacent that that was your job. You had a battle for that job every year. And that's the great thing with Al, you know, you competed every single year and if you wanted to be that guy starting, that's what you had to do. That's simple.
1: There's more to that story because you just mentioned Mr. Davis you know what a maverick he was. Did he send a message? If he drafts a player, a linebacker, or a corner, and those guys are there, they think they have their job. They're probably going to win it. But was that the way of Mr. Davis also saying we're improving the team? And, hey, even your position is up for grabs. I can imagine what the vibe must have been like at training camp when Mr. Davis is walking around with the outfit on and new players are coming in and he's building relationship with them. They they might take a job from a veteran. <laughs>
0: Listen, let me tell you this, okay? With Al, that was your job. But you had to be aware that there might be somebody else that might take that job. So when you went to camp every single year, you never felt comfortable enough to know that you had that job 100%. You still had to compete for it. That was the great thing about Al. That's That's what kept everybody playing so hard and getting so good each and every year was the fact that you know yeah you're 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 the starter but you know and there was always that but in there and you better be aware of when you heard that but you know that you better get your ass rolling because it's never going to be easy and that's that's what that's how he he made it for us is that you know you, hey you're competing you got to mm-hmm. compete you want to win and you have to have that mental attitude and that strong strong physical, mental toughness in you to be able to go out there and play.
1: Uh, Fred Blitnikoff, the Hall of Famer. Fred, finally, one more thing about the team. At the Adelson event where Mark Davis was honored, uh, you had a chance to see uh, Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels. They were both kind enough to attend. You're getting to know them, and especially the GM, Dave Ziegler. I'd like to get a comment from you on him because you back this team, Mark Davis. You go back your Mark's entire life, and you want this team to win more than anybody I know. You're one of the great alumni in the history of this program here how much support do you have for them now as they're trying to get this right they deconstructed some of the roster they brought in a lot of guys recently and then they're coming into the draft and they got to go big in the draft they got to come out of this draft with some big time success tell me what you think about these guys as they're now trying to fix this and get it right especially Dave Ziegler the GM
0: well you know what it's 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 a whole different atmosphere nowadays with everything everything is so much media this that but you know, you have to have people that they, they're not into that. They, they can't pay attention to that. They're, they're single-minded about the team, and that's all they're concerned about is making the team better. Listen, the things that are going on like uh, last year, this year, whatever, that's part of football. That's going to happen all the time. There's no doubt about it. And you have to have two strong guys running the team you know you got to have a strong head coach, you got to have a strong general manager, and both those guys are i mean uh, I mean I support both of them hundred percent because you know they they want to win, mm. and you know when they're in charge and they're looking at the team, okay, how can we make our team better well there's a lot of a lot of times you have to make that team better it's not gonna, a lot of people aren't going to be happy when you have to let people go mm-hmm. and replace them to get your team better and that's just that's just part of the growing pains. That's part of being that's be that's part of wanting to build a winner, and that's what those two guys are trying to do.
1: Nicely said. It's the Balitnikov Golf Invitational, April twenty fourth, Canyon Gate Country Club, Blitnikov dot org. There's still a few foursomes left, and they go quickly. So, Freddie, I want fans to hang up the phone, go to the website, and get involved with this for the charity endeavors. The all the great things that surround this event, the legacy of your late daughter, Tracy, tell everybody how they can get tickets, be a part of this, get out there and golf with all this and be a part of such a special evening.
0: Well, you know, you just you, you just, you just go on a website, just go on bletnikoff.org. That'll take you to everything and explain everything to you and the different levels of, of participation we have, uh, what, what those levels are. And, you know, everybody participate. We're doing a lot of great work Mm-hmm. And, you know, you go on a website, it's very, the, the website's a great website. Angela's has done a great job with the website. And it explains itself very easily, very simple mm-hmm. for everybody. And and you'll find a, a lot, we're doing a lot of good things, you know. We're mm-hmm. we're, now, we're now with the St. Jude Children Ranch yep. that we're really making a big impact down there and being part of. So that's another part of our mission to get things going down there and be part of, of the Las Vegas area. Wish Angela is doing a great job getting involved with people down there. And everybody's been very receptive, and, and we love it. And uh, we're happy that we've moved our two big events down there.
1: Absolutely. Well, the guest room's always ready for you at my house, but you always stay in these <laughs> nice VIP hotels. So I get a chance to come over and see you, and you're going to be staying through the draft. So from the golf tournament, yeah. you're going to be involved heavily with what the Raiders are doing with the draft coming up. That's exciting.
0: I'm going to sit there, too, and watch it. I'll be watching it with you, I
1: hope. (laughs) 100% at the Raiders draft party. I'm happy we could do this. Uh, Bolitnikoff.org. Please go get some foursomes. Donate. Make a donation. Be a part of this. Freddie, I'll see you in a couple of weeks, man. Great to talk to you. Thank you, JT. You take care. See you in a couple of weeks. So we appreciate Freddie Be there and everything that he does for the show. He does a lot for the show, and we hopefully do a lot for him. His crab feed's going to come up, and we'll have more details on that, which is a great event that you should definitely be a part of, of uh, Fred Bolitnikoff and Angela Bolitnikoff's crab feed, and the benefits from that go to Tracy's Place of Hope, as that is expanding, and we continue to raise money for that, something I'm very proud to be a part of. We'll, we'll see Fred Bolitnikoff a lot this season, Because the Raiders playing a lot of primetime games. He's got a couple of events out here. He does autograph signings and all of that. So we're going to always talk to Fred and have Freddy around a bunch. All right, so that's part one. Coming up next, my conversation in mid-March with Jimmy Garoppolo. I still think to this day it's his only radio conversation. He did the radio podcast with me. I've seen him a couple of times since. All systems go on him to be ready for training camp. That's what I'm expecting here when we come back, my conversation with Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, brought to you by the DeCastaverdi Law Group. If you get into an accident, only one group to call, the DeCasteverde Law Group, based on the legacy of their great father. We know that Alex and Orlando DeCasteverde will do whatever it takes to help you win. There's no guarantees in life, but if you get in an accident, you want the best attorneys available. Go to the DeCastaverdi Law Group, 702-702. 222 9999 as we're getting in front of the 4th of July. JT right here on Raider Nation Radio. Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. JT, wishing you the best of a 4th of July holiday if you're not celebrating already as we're doing a little bit of a live best-of show here as I'm getting ready to head out and drive to San Diego. Drive to San Diego and Costa Mesa. I'll be in Southern California here for a couple of days and looking to cool off, get in the water, play some golf in Encinitas, uh, go to a Padre game. How about that? And then come back and get ready for our kickoff of the greatest Raiders radio team of all time as that's coming up. So another question everybody asks me about, where's Jimmy? Where's Jimmy Garoppolo? Who's Jimmy Garoppolo? You've seen enough of Jimmy Garoppolo to know him. he's a hell of a quarterback. And you all say right back to me when healthy. Well, I got to assume he's going to be healthy this year. He had the procedure on his foot a while ago. He's had plenty of time to heal. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. But hopefully that's all pointing in the right direction. I've seen Jimmy a few times in the offseason. He was a part of the OTAs, the mandatory offseason program. He was here. He was in the meeting rooms. He was there helping out the new young quarterbacks that are going to be here along with Brian Hoyer. So mentally, Jimmy Garoppolo is up to speed physically. Hopefully we see him out there right at the beginning of training camp. But on that exciting day, remember the first day they held back the press conference, figured out some language, right, figured out the language of the contract. The following day, Jimmy Garoppolo signed, and he sat down and talked with me. We welcome in the quarterback of the Silver and Black, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy, congratulations. Welcome to the Raider Nation in Vegas. How are you?
2: Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for, thanks for the introduction, man. It's, uh, I'm excited. It's been a fun day.
1: We are really excited. I'm going to start right off with the fans. The fans need this. They want this. They want to get behind you. They are craving to win. Let's start off with a connection to the Raider Nation and what you can do to help this fan base get to know a little bit about you, your family, so they can get behind you.
2: Yeah, just uh I'm just a normal guy from Chicago. Uh I got three brothers, mom and dad, all came out with me uh for the signing and everything out here. It's it's been fun. Uh but yeah, we're just a regular blue collar family, uh ready to work hard and, and get this organization back to where it should be. You know, just uh there's a great opportunity here and I'm not trying to blow it.
1: Yeah, what was it like for your family? Because I saw you when you walked in the building. That went viral. You talked about it. But pulling up here and seeing this facility, knowing that it hosted the Pro Bowl and the Pro Bowl Skills Challenge and the great legends who have played here who are always in the building, it really seemed like that jumped out at you when you walked in.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a bit of a history guy. I like the history of the game and just uh, learning things like that. And I've been to two-story organizations, but this this one really, uh, just the the way they treat their alumni – Hall of Fame, everything, it's its really uh, its top-notch. And as a player, you really appreciate that, I think. And, you know, Mr. Davis, I met him for a little bit yesterday, and he just kept stressing just it's once a Raider, always a Raider. And to be a, one of the players, to hear that, it's, it's really cool.
1: Well, I want to ask you about the system. It's really important because you were brought in because you're familiar with Josh McDaniels and this system. When you're thriving in this particular system – what works best for you when you get to the line of scrimmage? What do you like about it?
2: I like the control that you have as a quarterback in this offense. There's uh, obviously Josh is calling the plays, and we're, we have to be on the same page there. But at the line of scrimmage, as a quarterback here, you, you really uh, there's some freedom. There's some ability to audible plays to uh, get get your team into the right play or out of a bad play, and that's uh, as a quarterback. That's what you dream of. You, you want that responsibility. You want uh, you want the pressure on your shoulders and it's just um yeah it's exciting to be back in that type of offense
1: you know when you were thriving in San Francisco you threw it to a great fullback tight end multiple wide receivers and i just remember all the times we were able to look off a double coverage and find a guy who was wide open that was your preparation your footwork your ability to see the field i think that's what the raiders expect especially this head coach get us into the right play make the right decision you got a lot of stars here. Let's start off with Devontae and the leading rusher and Josh Jacobs.
2: Hell yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I've talked to talked to Tay. Got the text tip with him a couple days ago, and um, I'm just excited to get him going, man. Just they're, these guys, their ability to run after a catch with the ball, it's uh, it's pretty unique. Similar to what I was coming from in San Francisco, but uh, as a quarterback, that's what you dream of. You throw a two yard pass and they take it 98. That's that's what you want. <laughs>
1: Jimmy Garoppolo joins us. Jimmy, how great is it again to have the leading rusher, to know you got a guy who can get you 1,500 to 1,800 yards just by handing it off on third and short and set up play action for you? You got to be thrilled by that.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, whenever you could set up the run or run the ball to set up the pass, I mean, that's that's ideal. It makes it tough on a defense. D coordinators don't know how to, you know, what do they do there? Do they blitz? Because now you can hit them over the top of the play action, like you said. It's a. Uh, it's a beautiful situation, man. We just, we, we got to come together and make it, make it work. But, uh, yeah, the pieces are there. We just got to make it happen now.
1: Tell me about your hard work and effort. All your former teammates talk about you in the building, at practice, what you do on game day. You take a lot of pride in that. Where did that come from?
2: Uh, I, you know, my dad was an electrician, blue-collar guy. I saw him for the majority of my life getting up at 4 or 5 a.m. and going to work and I think that hard working mindset is that's where it came from. you know you see that example set for you as a young kid, you don't know any difference, so uh I don't know I really I take pride in that. I think that that's how you become a leader of a team, that's how you become respected by your teammates and that's uh, I'm gonna have to earn that here. you know it's a totally new chapter of my life, and these guys don't I mean a couple of guys know me here, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go out there and earn it and uh earn these guys' respect.
1: One of the greatest quarterbacks of all time was drafted by New England, went to the 49ers, then came to the Raiders, and ended up winning two Super Bowls and a Super Bowl MVP, the great Jim Plunkett. You mentioned Ken Stabler in your press conference. Let's talk about Jim Plunkett, who has a similar path. Interesting that he came from both organizations you came from. When you think of the name Jim Plunkett and what he achieved with this organization, what jumps out at you?
2: I. Uh- Everything you just said—I mean, me and my brothers have been talking about that uh, the last couple of days. How similar it is, <laughs> same first name. There's uh, a lot of similarities, and obviously, two Super Bowl rings. If I could accomplish half of what Jim Plunkett has, I'll, I'll be in good, good spot. But uh, you know, it, it starts with working hard in OTAs and getting ready for training camp. Uh, that's how you become one of these remembered players that you see on the walls here. I think it all starts on the practice field, and from there, you got to translate to the game field.
1: We're wrapping it up with Jimmy Garoppolo, kind enough to join us. The offensive line, you had some good offensive linemen there. I just want to ask you a general question about players around the league. Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels know the league. If you get an opportunity to help bring in players in the future, talk to other players, and help this organization get to the next level by not only being the face of the franchise, which I know is not your style, you want to be a teammate here, but to get the word out around the league for free agents and other players that could consider Las Vegas in the future.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, did a little bit of in San Francisco, I think as a quarterback, you just, whatever the job that you have to do is you you got to do it. And so just uh, making those free agency calls, talking to guys, uh, text here or there, I think goes a long way. And uh, you know, like you said, Josh and Dave have done a great job of bringing in the right people around here. You could tell just from talking to people, uh, Mr. Davis, as well, just the, the history of, you know, certain people have been here for 15, 20 years that, uh, that's important to me. I'm a very family-oriented guy, and uh, we're trying to make this a family here. So it'll be one step at a time, but it'll be worth it.
1: Nicely said. Finally, what would you like? I know you just got here; your family's here. What do you envision doing here in the community to help Mr. Davis and what's going on here in Vegas and probably still in the Bay Area and what you can do back home where you came from? What do you want to do on the ground for the community? What can we help you with?
2: I, uh, I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't gotten that far to be completely honest. Uh, I think I'll hit the ground running. Uh, maybe, you know, get out in the community. I got to get a feel for Las yeah. Vegas. I really, I was trying to describe this to people. I don't know the city yet. I know, you know, I know the strip, obviously, know where the facility is, but I'm looking forward to just, you know, merging myself in the city, le- learning the people, seeing what everyone's all about, and uh, then I could kind of go from there. So I'll probably have a better answer for you next time.
1: Nicely said. Last one. What is your message to the Raider Nation?
2: Get ready, man. Raider Nation, we're, uh, we're not messing around, honestly. We 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 got the pieces, we got the people in place. We just gotta we got all come together and be pulling in the same direction now. And once we get there, go get some W's on the field, and uh, rest will take care of itself.
1: Welcome, Jimmy. Thanks for doing this. Have a great day. Really appreciate you.
2: Definitely nice to meet you, JT.
1: So I'm a fan of Jimmy Garoppolo, just like I was a fan of Donald Hollis, Matt McGloin, Derek Carr, Jason Campbell, uh, Carson Palmer. I've been here a long time. This is coming up on year 25 for me this year. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks come and go for the silver and black, and this is a guy who's proven he's won four playoff games, led a team to a conference championship and a Super Bowl. They could have won that Super Bowl. If it was a little bit of a tighter pass on an overthrow, Jimmy will atone for that. He wants to throw a touchdown and win a Super Bowl, but I'm excited to see him play this year. I think he's going to be an upgrade in the red zone. If he's awash with Derek Carr and they're similar, You can win with those type of players in this league, especially with the defense and all the weapons that the Raiders have on offense. So there's a lot happening here with Jimmy Garoppolo, but I know a lot of people want to see him. They want to see him with a helmet on. They want to see him in pads. They want to see him at the two-a-day. They want to see him at the practices, you know, the workouts with other teams, and hopefully that's the case. Nothing leads me to believe that that won't be the case, and we'll see Jimmy Garoppolo coming up here. JT, as you head into the 4th of July, oh, I do this every year. Put the fireworks away. Put them away, let the adults handle them. Got a lot of kids listening in the car. No need. No need. Let the adults handle these fireworks. In Vegas here, even though it's legal, wink wink, there's a lot of people that can get fireworks and can get them easily. Please supervise the youngsters. Keep them back. Let the adults be in charge. And if you are an adult dealing with a whole bunch of fireworks, don't be under the influence. Do the right thing. Don't be a hero and make sure everybody around you has a lot of fun. That's the only advice I'll give as we're brought to you by Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence, the excellence of the botanist gin. What a delicious alternative for maybe the main drink you have all summer long. Throw on the botanist on ice, throw in a lemon or a lime, sit back in the pool and kick back with the botanist gin. JT, as we continue on, on a beautiful day today to talk Raider football, Golden Knights, and everything that's happening in the sports and entertainment capital of the world. All right, JT, as we continue on, wrapping it up to the top of the hour here on the flagship of the Silver and Black Raider Nation Radio, brought to you by our proud partner, Doghouse Saloon, which is inside Resorts World, great place to be to cool off, to watch country music. Unbelievable country performers. They come right out of the theater. Carrie Underwood performs there. All the great artists that are there. And then right next to the theater at Resorts World is Doghouse Saloon. That's where the beautiful sports book is. Not in the middle of the monstrosity. It's in the sports book where it should be. Great job by Scott Sabella. And the second year anniversary, which we've been talking about all week long. And we'll continue to talk about more and more as we continue on here. Hey, a couple of things I wanted to mention here. Before we get to the top of the hour, there's a lot happening. As I come back after the 4th of July, we're going to do the Raiders radio all-time team. And I've been reaching out to more people on Twitter. I've been asking our guest, Russell Baxter, who was on, Benny Bonsignor, about what they think is a Raider, a Raider legend. If you played with the Raiders for a year or two and played great and then moved on, can you be on the Raiders all-time team? Probably not is what I'm getting to. Probably not And that's something I've been coming to grips with as we launch this here on July 6th. We're going to start off with the Raiders offensive line. So what we're going to try to do is I'm going to come on the air that day. I'm going to set the parameters. I'm going to set it up on Twitter at JT the Brick, and we're going to hashtag Raider Nation Radio. And then I'm going to ask you to go on social media, Facebook at JT the Brick and Twitter, and just vote. And I'm going to put up there, who's the greatest left tackle in Raider history? Give me two. And we're going to get Art Shell, but we're going to get other ones. And we're going to go down that list, and then hopefully we're going to have a discussion on those players. And I think the discussion is what's going to make for good radio. And the only way that's going to work is if you participate. A couple of phone calls a show, a couple of tweets, so I can take a look and read what you guys are thinking along with me so we can have a fun debate on this all-time team. As I was talking to a couple of friends about it, I think when you try to figure out who's going to be a great player all-time, where do you put Jerry Rice? Where do you put Warren Sapp? Where do you put Rod Woodson? You know, Mike Haynes played many years with the New England Patriots, but his claim to fame was with the Raiders. So Mike Haynes, when you look at the greatest cornerbacks, we're going to have four in that category. I'm pretty confident Mike Haynes is going to be on that list, but he didn't play his entire career as a Raider. He didn't play his entire career as a Raider. And I think we're going to all be on the same page when it comes to the offensive line and the defensive line. But once you get to defensive tackle – and linebackers, when it comes to all-time greats of any franchise, you have to play the majority of your career with that team. So I can't wait to hear what your discussion is going to be with Jerry Rice. Because Jerry Rice is the greatest receiver of all time, no debate. You know who else is top three or four? Randy Moss, and he played for the Raiders. (laughs) I can promise you Randy Moss will not be included on this all-time team as we started up. He will not be on that team. You know what I just said it. But I think we can mention Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice had a couple of good years with the Raiders, played in the playoffs, won an AFC championship. Look at how many great receivers on the Raiders, or very good ones, since Jerry Rice haven't won a playoff game. Remember, the Raiders have been to the playoffs only twice since Jerry Rice played in the Super Bowl, and they didn't win a game. Jerry Rice played through the playoffs and played in the Super Bowl, and he had an impact in that Super Bowl. But that's what I've been trying to come to grips with. I've been talking about it out loud here. And I think when we're going to try to decide between that third or fourth player, I have a feeling we're going to talk about that player playing the majority of their career. With the Oakland L.A. And the Las Vegas Raiders, it's too soon for that. But there are two players that I think should get consideration as all-time greats. And that's going to be Devontae Adams and Max Crosby. And possibly Josh Jacobs. You know, we're talking about Josh. He's putting up numbers, and he's accumulating stats. That could be all time. Now, Pete Banaszek, Marv Hubbard, uh, Clem Daniels played in much bigger games than Josh Jacobs, and they have a chance of being ahead of him for obvious reasons. But Josh has only been a Raider, so I want to make sure that we mix in some of the new with mostly the old-time players, because when you look back at the history of the Raiders, their greatest players played in the 70s, 80s, some in the 60s, of course in the 90s and the 2000s. But the brunt of the greatest Raider players of all time have obviously played in the 70s into the 80s, and I think that's going to make up the majority of the team. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong here. Tight ends going to be fun: Todd Christensen, Dave Casper, Raymond Chester. Right, there's three I just named off the top of my head. We're only going to take three tight ends. Only going to take three, and there's been some good ones. Steve Wisniewski, Lincoln Kennedy. Remember Mo Collins, Barrett Robbins. Good players here that are going to be fighting to get on our all-time Raiders radio team. And then the kickers. I think I have an idea of a couple of the kickers that could be there and punters. Ray Guy would be on any list. But when we look back at this, who are going to be the fringe players? Is Alzado going to make this team? Is Millen going to make this team? Could a player like Warren Sapp make the team because of his overall body of work and the fact that he did play for the Raiders, and he did play at a high level. I was on the sidelines. You don't have to like Warren Sapp as a human being. He was a hell of a football player. He never took a playoff. And then the coaches will do something nice at the end for the coaches, especially our good friend Tom Flores, the late great John Madden, and the coaches before that led the Raiders to great games and great history. That's all coming up here as we get rolling on this. So it's going to be a quick Turnaround here. Okay, so when I get back from the 4th of July, everybody, we're going to hit the ground running here, and we're going to get going on this very quickly, the greatest Raiders team of all time. I think as I dot the I's and cross the T's, uh, the final decision that's going to be made on this is my decision, my show, my name on it, my decision, when we start here coming up on the 6th, that's Thursday, July 6th. I think it's going to come down to two players at every position. But we're going to have a little bit of wiggle room in the interior of the offensive line because we could have two right guards, two left guards, guards not tackle. So that's four. So if we turn out that we want to include a guard and he might not have played left tackle and we already have two right tackles, whatever, we'll figure it out. But we're going to have four guards. We're going to have two tackles. We're going to have, I think we're going to go with this with four linebackers. We're going to go with four corners. And four safeties. We got free safety, strong safety. We're going to go with four of those overall. Running backs, the big thing, my buddy Chris Eaton, let me give him a shout out. And he made it clear that we need to do is when it comes to running backs, we're going to break it up into running back and fullback. So we're going to take three running backs and two fullbacks. Five overall there. And that's going to get a little bit dicey because there were some good fullbacks on this team. And players back in the day who were putting up running back touchdown numbers played the fullback position. So I'll count on some of the old timers to figure that out there. All right, find it and get get ahead of it by following me on social media, at JTTheBrick on Twitter and on Facebook. Bobby and I will be making sure that we tell you day in advance what we're going to be voting on. And then I need your help on this. We're going to have a lot of fun as we lead up from early July right up to training camp on the Raiders' all-time radio team on Raider Nation Radio. Excited about that, excited that you're listening and asking you to please be safe on the 4th of July. Travel safe, be safe if you're around fireworks, be safe if you're drinking, don't drive. Get through the 4th of July and keep listening to the flagship of the silver and black. This is Raider Nation Radio, 920 (laughs) AM.